We have a tale today of, 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 of boxes and bags. Boxes and bags. We're going to get to these. But I'm so excited you're here because, you know, what we've been looking at in the last couple of weeks, couple of months actually, is that love comes down. Love came down. We have a Savior, Jesus Christ, who wasn't content with just to say He loved us. The God the Father says that He loves us, but to show that He loves us. And He sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to be born a poor peasant person, to run from abuse and run from all these things, even before he could even walk, his parents had to grab him and, and, and take him and run from the, from the evil of this world. Why did he subject himself to this? He came down for you and me. He came down for us, to lead us to the Father, and then to do something even bigger in the world around us as we're led to him, and we can now go out and love others. So we've been talking about this, and we're, I'm really excited. Oh my goodness, my sermon is gone. <laughs> it's here somewhere so talk amongst yourselves the peanut it's neither a pea nor a nut commence alright um, the driveway we never neither drive on it nor is it away alright I love technology not as much as you and me you see alright um some of you got that. Uh, you know, but, but seriously, we're looking at this, this, these last couple of weeks has been really cool, especially as we get, we've been going through the Sermon on the Mount, as Jesus came down uh, to us on the mountain, and he leads us, and he calls us out of the valley living, the valley of the shadow of death. He calls us to a place where we can, he can grab us and carry us and take us, and, and, and we can follow him. It's so awesome, and it's so powerful, and I love it, because it's so simple. It really is so simple. Just follow me. I mean, he says, my burden is light. Take up my yoke. I love that. Um, you see, we have a chance to worship the provider and not the provisions. To worship the creator and not creation. And so I'm super excited because Jesus, when he comes down and he shows us this love, he really, he really uh, bookends it with these two greatest commandments. When he was asked what are the greatest commandments uh, um, by one of the, the people that should have known this, by one of the highest religious leaders you know, in that day, he, he's asked this, what, what's the greatest commandment? What do I do here? What, what does God say is the best? And he says, you know what the best is? Loving God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And the next is equal to it, loving others as yourself. He really puts everything that he does and says within these bookends, within this beginning, within this end, within the Alpha and the Omega. Start with God and it always ends up in loving others. See, God showed that he, came, he loved us by coming down to others, to those that hated him, to those that despised him, not just to the people that smelled good or looked good. <laughs> you, this is a good-looking bunch here. But you know what? The truth is he came to us regardless of us. Because of us, he came to show us the love of God. And I love that. And so, one of the things we've been looking at last week, we, we broke it into two sections, was prayer and just, you know, the personal area of prayer and how it's not just for me, it's for us. And now we're going to look at our possessions in light of what God said is good and what we sometimes mix up or trip up. Because the goal of the mission here is to connect with God. To connect with that community around us. To grow in faith so that we can reach out together and serve Jesus and love others. Amen? That's what we want to do. That's as simple as it is. And he just says as he comes down, follow me. 
follow me. And we're going we're gonna to look at that today again, like I said, in, in, in looking at boxes and bags. So let's pray. We're going to stand for the hearing of God's word. I'm going to pray. Uh, at the church, we just, uh, here at the mission, we believe uh, as we read God's word to, to stand as we read it. Um, because if you don't listen to anything that I say, that's okay as long as you listen to what God says in his word. That's what's important, all right? So let's go ahead and pray, and we're going to jump into Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Lord, we come before you humbled. Every time I worship, oh, what good worship, Lord. I love to worship you. And I know I'm not alone. Sometimes I love to just sit and listen to everybody else who worships you because, Lord, you are worthy of our worship. And as we learned last week, Lord, when we worry, it's because we're not worshiping. Lord, we want to worship you. Lord, we we have an opportunity this week to go from boxes to bags. We have an opportunity this week to, to look at you, to take your hand, as you came down, you weren't afraid of our stuff. You weren't, you weren't afraid of what's in our boxes. And you, you want to grab us and you want to take hold of us and you want, to, you want to walk with us. You want us to follow you. And it always ends up going to the least, the last, and the lost. And so we love you and we thank you. And we just give this time to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, in Matthew chapter 6, as you're still standing, Matthew 6, 19, it goes off like this. Don't store up treasures here on earth. Don't, don't collect treasures here on earth where moth eats them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. But collect or store up your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy. Thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. You see, your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. So when your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep is that darkness? See, no one can serve two masters. For you will either hate one or love the other. You will be devoted to one or despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon or money. All right, you may be seated. See, there's a battle that's going on here. There's a battle. And, and I want to outline this battle. I've, I've got, as we look at this, there's, there's a battle and there's weapons. And, and, and we're going to outline these a little bit by, by, by boxes and bags. But, but before we get to that, I just want to say really simply, and, and if we're going to outline this battle, and we believe in just taking notes here and cranking the blank, so if you've got a pen or pencil on that, just, just go ahead and take notes. We try to leave something for you because it's just, it's just an easy way to remember what God is telling you, all right? Um, if we're looking at this battle, first thing I would say, treasures are either here Versus treasures in heaven. You see, treasures here versus treasures in heaven. And this is what Jesus is pointing us to, is this battle. I guess, simply, is it, is it wrong to have treasures here? I don't think that's what Jesus is saying. See, he's not saying treasures here are wrong. That's not, the Bible is clear on this, that we are, it's okay to have treasures. I mean, we all have treasures, right? Um, first box I want to show you really quick. This is what I call my box of fun. Remember puffy paint? Did you guys ever have puffy paint? This is when I think I was like in fourth grade. I got this box. And I thought, cool, finally something I can do with my puffy paint. (laughs) I I also drew skulls and daggers. So, I'm a man. All right, box of fun. So, this is my treasuring box. 
oh, this is fun. This is see, And by the way, what you treasure and what I treasure, it, my treasure might be junk to you, but my treasure is treasure to me, okay? So do, don't look at me at that tone of voice. Your, your treasure probably is junk to me too. So, all right, so here, this is funny. This is, a, this, is a, um, this is actually a tract. And it's, 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 it's for pimps. When we went out and we, I'm not even kidding, and it's written in pimp language. Um, when we went out and we ministered to, to um, prostitutes and pimps because we wanted to bring the pimps along to, to the kingdom, not just the prostitutes. So it's actually written in, in pimp language, which if you don't know what that is, come talk to me and I'll show you. See, when I, when, I left, when I left Hillside Church as the youth guy, you know, I had people write, they, they, I didn't do this actually, some other people did, which I appreciate. They, they, the kids wrote me letters. See, these are junk to you, but to me... They're very personal, and they'll be in my box probably forever. And then I showed Jason this one, and Jason Googled over it. I mean, he was just like, ooh, I like it. He actually, he actually did this, and he like touched it. It was great. This is my Hulk 102 comic, right? Golden, it's actually Silver Age. See, there's Golden Age, Silver Age, and, and this is a 1960s 102, you know. I mean, look at that. Oh, it's just so awesome. You can't have it. You can't have it. Okay, it's my treasure. My treasure, right? And there's just some crazy stuff in here, you know? It's just, it's, it's, it's my treasure box. You know, I have it for a reason. Because it's not wrong to treasure. It's not wrong to treasure. I, it's, it's, what Jesus here is talking about is not necessarily what we collect, but it's, it's, it's our treasuring process. You see, what, we, what Jesus is really pointing us to in this battle of here versus heaven is, is, is when it comes down to it, it comes to our collecting, I guess you could say, when it comes to our collecting, it can have a tendency to command us. You see, our collecting can have a tendency to command us. This is why Jesus uses this word for, for, for storing up. It's actually thesaros, which we get the word thesaurus, which is a collection of like-minded words. Okay? It's not necessarily just, hey, take it and grab it and put it in a bank. This is a collection of something, a collection house. So, you see, a lot of times we collect these things to impress people. Or we collect these things to, to be safe and secure. And see, what happens is when we collect something for here, it has a tendency to command us. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Um, I used to drive a 1990 Toyota Camry. had about 18 million miles on it. And it just kept going and going and going and going. And I remember one time I, I had an opportunity. I can't remember. It was so long ago. I can't remember. My brain doesn't work too good either. But I either rented it or, or, or someone let me borrow it. And it was like a really nice car. Like a really nice car. And I know it just had power. It was like a V6 or something. And for me, that was good because I was a little four-cylinder in my Toyota Camry that didn't even have air conditioning. You know, that was hard. But here I had like air conditioning. I was like, yeah, right on. And I was using this thing. And I just remember pulling up to people on the side and they were looking at me. You guys ever had that? They, they were looking at me, but they were looking at my car. You see, they never looked at me or my car when I pulled up in the Toyota, because I just was like, I, I, it was me and my little, you know, Toyota Camry that was falling apart. But I pulled up in this really nice thing, and they're like, ooh, there's someone special. I was like, hey, I must be special. Look at me. <laughs> right? That was me. I'm pulling up. I'm like, yeah. And I just remember, like, it was hard for me to get out of the car, because my head was so big. After driving that thing around, it was like I couldn't pop my head out of there. My head just got so big. Because look at me. Look how special I am. You see, and this is what I mean with when we collect certain things, it, it can command us. And, and Jesus really has, has just been focusing on this. When it comes down to our stuff, it, it can just command us. Because we can get it for, for ourselves, for safety and security, 
And we can get it also for others so that they look at us and go, look how amazing you are. And we can say, that's right, look how amazing I am. See, I felt the battle. I felt it. But, but how long would it be for me to ruin that car? That's what I wonder. Yeah, it just happens. We got a new car, and the other day we were looking at it, like, where'd that scratch come from? Where'd that dent come from? Where, where, what the? I, I can't keep anything nice in this house. Did your parents ever say that? Okay, my Aunt Elaine used to say it all the time, because my, my cousins, we would just destroy things, and her common saying was, I cannot keep anything nice in this home. It's just, you just destroy it. Especially if you have kids, they will destroy it. But that's the thing, we love to think it's safe and secure. But see, this is why Jesus warns us in this battle that if your treasure is here, it will collapse. It'll collapse. See, it not only has a tendency to command you, but it'll, it'll collapse on you. That's why he uses the idea of moth, rust, and thieves. See, if you're, if you're taking Blake's again, let me just say, moth, that's the elements. That's the elements. You guys seen my amazing, gorgeous van out there? The green van? If you've seen it, you're like, wow. Chris is driving around in style. We actually call it the Incredible Hulk because it's big. It's green, and it's ugly. And if you get in its way, you're dead. That's just the way it is, all right? But the interesting thing is I have my office. I sit down, and I, I can see the top of my van. And, and the top of my van is rusted, and, like, it's ready. I, I'm, every year it rains a little bit. I'm wondering, is it going to come through? That's the elements, just time. See, when we bought it, it wasn't like that. What happened? It's just time with elements, right? I mean, it's just something has gotten through to it. The strongest, biggest boulder you could think of eventually water gets in there and it freezes and expands and then the next season and then it, the water freezes and expands and pretty soon the giant most it just seems impossible to break boulder will just crack crack right in half because the elements it gets in it degrades the moths eat up see flood fire earthquake it's all just elements reminding us that our collection is eventually going to collapse rust that's the clock See, rust is the clock. It doesn't matter how nice you look today, we all get furniture's disease. You know what furniture's disease is? That's where your chest falls into your drawers. Okay, so you get what I'm saying, all right? We're all going to get furniture's disease. Kim showed me the, the craziest picture. I thought I was looking at trees. It was this amazing photographer found all these older people who were over 100 and took really amazing black and whites of them of their skin and their body. And it was so, like, I'm sure it was the softest skin you've ever touched. Because, <laughs> you know, old people just have skin that are so soft, right? Just so soft. But it looked tree-ish. Like, they looked like trees. It was so just, you know, it, the way it is. Because that's what happens to our body. It's not tight. And, 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 and I mean, unless you're a Hollywood star where, where you get the, the thing where your ears are back behind your head because you had, you know, that whatever they get with the surgery. But, but the truth is, I mean, you're going to sink, you're going to sag, you're going to fall. Paul, the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians talks about it. He says the, the tent, you know, he was a tent maker. This guy knew tents. He was collapsing. I mean, how many of you have been camping and you're like, oh my gosh, there's a rip in our tent. You're getting rips. <laughs> and you don't want rips in your tent of your body through time. It's the clock. Reminding us that our collection and what we collect and if it's health, wow, it will collapse. Thieves, that's others. That's just others. You see, we, we moved into a condo in, in Pomona. And our first two weeks there, we realized that there were others around us that didn't have our best interest. Because they broke into our detached garage and took all of our stuff. I had never been robbed before. I had never been robbed. That was really tough. 
Because I was like, this is the thing. They didn't take the good stuff. They took like our personal photos. They took like our little things that like, why would you want that? Like all of our Christmas decorations that were like made by our kids, like in church and in school. It was like, what? Like, why do you want my kids' stuff? It's weird. But they took it. That's, that's what others do. But see, others don't just take your stuff. They can take your dreams. They can take your hopes. They, 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 can, they can steal from you your relationship. I used to work with a lot of girls and guys who lost their virginity by others. They were promised something and some of them were forced. That was the worst thing. There's nothing worse than when some others take something from you. Thieves. It's just another way Jesus is reminding us that that what we collect is eventually going to collapse. I guess the question really simple is, where is your treasure? Is it here? Because see, I can have a fire today and all these things that are so, so nice and that I care about can be gone tomorrow. There is no security or safety with anything we collect today. I I love, this is why Jesus really just, again, brings it back to the battle of here or heaven. See, it's not wrong to want to be successful, but is it for here or is it for heaven? See, it's it's not wrong to want to be uh, rich or wealthy and and to have something, but is it for here or is it for heaven? Do you you see the battle? Uh, It's not wrong to want to be happy, by my goodness. Who doesn't want to be happy? I want to be happy, but is it for here or is it for heaven? You see? Jesus so simply brings it back. And when he comes down and he tells us, I'm here, now follow me. Are you going to live for here or are you going to live for heaven? See, the battle determines where your heart is. The battle determines where your heart is. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. See, Jesus is referencing, again, the bookends, the, the, the first and, great, and second greatest commandment. I mean, both the same. I mean, the first commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul. To love Him with everything. You see, and, and, and where your heart is, is also where your treasure is. And where your treasure is, that's where your heart is, where your collection is. Is it for here, or is it for heaven? See, the tempt- temptation is to collect on earth. And then it commands us so that our heart is no longer on Him. See, maybe you started a marriage wanting it to be a heavenly marriage, but now it's more based here than it is there. See, maybe you started out your career or your job and you wanted it for heaven, but it's for here. And you're frustrated. You see, where, where your heart is, there your treasure is, and where your treasure is, there your heart is. And so Jesus gives us some awesome weapons. See, we've looked at the battle, but I, I want to look at the weapons here. And Jesus, see, he outlines this here for this. He says in verse 22, Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. This is an interesting word he uses for, for both good and bad. You see, 
We translate it good, but if you look at, at what the text, especially the, the common Greek of the day and how the common Greek was used, not necessarily like what it actually uh, is today in an academic sense, but how it was used on the street, right? It's like any of you take Spanish classes and then you go talk to Hispanic people in, in, from Mexico and they're like, what are you talking it's like, it's the same language. Mm, sort of. <laughs> you know, it's exchanged around. It's common used. And so in the Greek, we, we, we translate it good in general, but what it really is looking at is generous. It was used in the common vernacular. It's haplus. And it was used in, the, in, in, in vernacular-wise, in, in the verbiage of the day, it was used as, as generosity. Good being generous. And so Jesus, knowing this, speaking this, knowing this, he says, when your eye is generous, and this makes all the difference in the world. You see, because that's the first weapon. That's the first weapon of this battle. It's generosity. See, your stuff, your things that you collect have a tendency to command and they will collapse. But this, your stuff can be your greatest weapon or your biggest source of worry. So what are you going to do with it? It's up to you. See, the tendency is to say, well, this is mine. This is mine. I'm going to put it in my safe. I'm going to put it in my thing and you can't have it. But see, Jesus says, is, is your eye generous when it comes to your stuff? Because see, the, the, the next actual word for bad is, 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 is pan, paneros. Okay, paneros, is, it's interesting too. It's, it has to do with more of a possessive. See, is, is your eye generous like this? Or is your eye possessive and grasping like this? Do you see what Jesus is doing here? Jesus' main point in looking at the battle is what will you do with your treasure? Here or heaven? And this is the truth. You only have whatever you have because it was given to you by God. That's the truth. I mean, I woke up today because God let me. I'm here by the grace of God. I have. You know, I've been on a lot of missions trips. And I've met so many people that have barely any food and they work twice three, four times as hard as I do. How is it they have this much food and I have this much food? Grace of God, that's it. Honestly, it's just the way it is. That's hard. And we need to recognize that my stuff is not my stuff. I don't want to just possess it. I want to be generous with it. I want to haplus in my eye when it commands, when this stuff has a tendency to command me. No more. See, the truth is, our stuff and our money can possess us a whole lot more than we it. This is why Jesus says to employ the heavenly weapon of generosity. A good tester of this, by the way, is, to, is, is it's always, see, if we love God, love people. See, there's always this connection here. And so when it comes to our stuff, how do you look at and treat people who have less than you? That's a good tester. How do you look at and treat People who have less than you. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. When, when, I, when I was very possessive with my stuff, when I was very much, my stuff was commanding me, and I was safe and secure in my stuff, I looked at people that had less than me like, those lazy bums. Those dirty, lazy bums. If they would just work. If they would just work. What's wrong with them? What's the matter with those guys? I, I mean, that's who I was. That's what I did. I'd look at homeless people like, oh, they're all a bunch of addicts. They're all a bunch of messed up people. Well, what's wrong with them? You see, this is a good determinant of if you're generous or not. Because generous people don't look at people by what they possess or don't possess. They look at people in terms of their own generosity, of what God has connected us to, 
himself through his son Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful. And what other people have. See, what's your first reaction when you see them? Is it they smell? They are crude? They are trashy? You see, do you judge them? Do you go to judgment when you see these people? Or is it that they are in need of God's love and grace and goodness just like me? Do you bless them or do you judge them? That's a good understanding of where we're at when it comes to generosity or of possession. Now the second weapon here is who are you worshiping with your treasures? Who are you worshiping? Jesus says something interesting. He says, no one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. See, you can't serve both God and money, or mammon, as it's translated, right? We, we, we translate it money. But, but Mamones was actually um, one of the seven princes of hell. That's fun, right? One of the seven princes of hell. He was the Greek god of stuff. Good stuff, right? <laughs> Greek god of stuff, one of the seven princes of hell. And Jesus is saying, look, twice. He says this twice. He's very emphatic. You can't, you can't. You know what it means in the Greek? You can't. <laughs> That's what it means. That's it. You can't. You just can't. You, 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 you can't serve mamones. And, and, and you can't serve God. You, you can't worship stuff and just hoard it and possess it and worship God. You see, you can't just say you love God with, with your mind and stuff, but you can't just do that and then not love others. It's got to come out. It's got to react. It's got to move. God, in His grace, could have said, I love you guys so much, but He sent His Son. See, He didn't just say it. He did it. And He says this here. You can't just, you, you can't just worship God with your mind. You have to worship Him with, with your life. You can't have one and not the other. You, just, you, you can't do that. Jesus is very emphatic here. See, are you stuck in the rat race of worshiping at the altar of more stuff? Better stuff? See, the truth is, truth is, worship is as simple as what we give our majority of time, talents, and who we are to. And, and if you're giving the majority of your things, your time, your talent, everything, to the stuff that you have or the stuff that you eventually want, then maybe your stuff has become an idol and it's mamones. It's the Greek God of stuff. And, and, and guys, let me just say really, really quick. We live in America, which I love, but man, are we all about our stuff, aren't we? You know, the average teenager sees, oh, 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 um, I think it's one and a half million commercials just on TV before the time he graduates or she graduates. I mean, the, the TV was invented. I tell my kids this all the time. The TV was invented to sell ads, to sell stuff. That's why it was free. That's why they made the internet free. I mean, it's, it's to get us to get something. We, we have the most genius people in the world today. They're not running the country. I hate to say it. They're not. I'm not calling them stupid. I think they're geniuses too. But, but the most genius people today are the ones designing that new thing and figuring out how to make you want it. Because that's where the money's at. Because they want stuff too. And I'll tell you, we have a tendency to worship stuff then worship the king. The truth is, we either worship God and employ generosity in the battle or we die on the field because he who has the most stuff wins. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I love 1 Timothy chapter 6. <laughs> Paul says, we're not born in the world with anything and we don't leave it with anything. Isn't that the truth? 
And yet we make our life in the world here about everything that we can get. Now, how do we respond to our loving Savior who wants, who wants us to follow Him in this? How do we respond? Because last time I checked, there wasn't a first bank of, of heaven that I just make deposits in right on the corner, right, of Cajon and State Street or something. <laughs> Go in here and say, can I see Jesus, please? I just want to give my stuff. No. no, it just doesn't happen like that, right? But, but the answer really is simple. See, Matthew capitalizes the word heaven here to show something. He's showing us that, it's, that, that he's talking about God. He's talking about the kingdom of God. D- denoting that, that, that this is his kingdom. When we store up treasures in heaven, capitalized, in God, with the heart of God. That's what it's about. See, we are to use our treasures where he is at, where he is going, what he is doing. You see, if we're in his kingdom, then our concern should be for the king. Right? It's not hard to realize, too, when you read the Bible, where God's heart is. It's always for the least, it's always for the last, and it's always for the lost. Uh, Jesus, when he was here, what did he say? He said, it's not the sick that need, or the healthy that need a doctor, it's the sick. And, and where was he all the time? He's hanging out with those dang sinners. He's hanging out with lepers. He's hanging out with prostitutes. He's hanging out with the least, the last, and the lost. Darn Jesus. I don't like that sometimes. I want to be safe and comfortable at the country club. But Jesus wasn't there. Not saying country clubs are wrong. Don't, don't take me on that. But I'm just saying, that's where was he? He was in the gutter. And then then in Matthew 25, if you still don't get where the least last loss are important, what does he say? In the sheep and the goats. Where's Jesus? Where's God? Where's his concern? Oh, with the hungry, with the thirsty, with the sick, with those in prison. Oh, he's with the least, the last, and the lost. That's his concern. That's where I need to be. Is that where my stuff, is that where my boxes should go? Yeah, that's the first bank of heaven. Because that's the concerns of the king. See, can I just say the mission is committed to the least, the last, and the lost? That's what we want to do. We want to be a church that not only just pays our simple bills, but the rest of that money, it goes out. Our goal as a church is that 50% of everything we bring in goes out. And it doesn't just go outside. I don't mean new roses. <laughs> I don't mean, hey, we're getting really nice cups that we give away to people who come to our church. No, no. We, we take that money and, and, and we go outside with it. And we go to the least, we go to the last, and we go to the lost. You know, we, we, we spend in, in majority of our budget with the kids. Here, why? Because they're the least. Those kids aren't given. You know, we're not expecting those kids to, to come in with, with, with a nice tithe check. No, they don't do that. One of the things that we work with is the last. And can I just say that there's nobody more last than, than pregnant teenage girls that are on drugs? <laughs> There's nobody less than them. And, and we, we've partnered with Elisa Ward at the father's, my father's house. And, and can I just say, I can't wait to see that house full with babies and girls that are following the king. And that doesn't happen unless we take what is ours and invest it to where God is. You see, we go with the blessing center. And, and the blessing center, I love the blessing center. It's so cool. It's like 10 blocks from here. You can walk here. And, and, and it's awesome because, man, is there some lost people there. I, I, I was in line yesterday and I'm just sitting there and I'm serving people and just helping out, you know, just being there. And, man, there's just some people that come in and they're drunk as a skunk. <laughs> I mean, or they're high on meth. Or, or, or they're, just, they're just down. They're not just poor. They have the spirit of poverty. 
and they're lost. And at the Blessing Center, we tell them about Jesus every step of the way. And we get to serve them. Not just food, not just clothing, but the living King who cares about them. That's where our heart is. We want to serve Jesus. How about you? I want to give you four steps really quick. Just just four steps. Because really, the, my prayer is not just that you hear this and go, yeah, that's good. No, my prayer is that you, that you hear it and you, and you say, oh, that's what you want me to do. Today, tomorrow, what can I do? Because God, again, didn't just say it. He did it. See, the first thing I would say is really simply, just confess your struggle with your treasures. Oh man, I struggled with this. Just confess your struggles with your treasures. See, I'm tempted. Um, I, I grew up kind of poor, and so my stuff was my stuff. And it's funny because my, my wife's finally gotten me out of this. When I first, I mean, the way I ate when I was a kid was like this. You know what I mean? Any of you there? I grew up with an older brother. That should say it right there, right? I mean, I grew up with an older brother who was always trying to get my stuff. and Get out of here. It's my stuff, right? You know? And I mean, it was, I, we didn't get much. I mean, my mom had five jobs. You know, she just, if I'd get a pork chop, oh, it's a pork chop, yeah. I'd eat it up, man. Just stay away from my stuff. He'd take my underwear. My brother would take my underwear. Who does that? I love my brother, but don't take my underwear. So, man, when I got stuff, I'd hide it. I'd hoard it. Because it's my stuff. Don't touch my stuff. I was possessing it. Actually, it was possessing me. It doesn't matter if you've got a lot or you've got a little. You need to confess. See, my stuff also brings me security, respect, praise. See, we already have a, a creator of the cosmos that says, don't worship your cre- the creation, worship me, because I love you infinitely. And you are precious to me, whether you've got nothing or a lot. Confess it. Second part. Cap off, cap, cap off your wants and understand your needs. This is the difference between wants and needs, isn't it? See, cap it off. We live in a time today that says, man, if you want it, you can get it. You know, only 84 easy installments of 99.95. But you can have it. Right? Man, do we live past our means, right? I mean, we just do. I want that. Oh, you can have it. 70 years you'll be paying. (laughs) I'll take it, right? Man, and then that stuff owns us. Any here ever a slave to financial issues and struggles? Oh, my goodness. We got to cap off our, our wants and our understanding our needs. See, we can convince ourselves that we need that pillow pet. Does anybody need a pillow pet? I mean, really? I've got a pillow, but I got a pillow pet. It's better than a pillow. It's shaped like a dog. But it's my pillow pet. I needed it. Now, don't laugh at me like that, because I know. That new iPhone comes out. Ooh. What's different about the old iPhone? Well, this one blings different. It's got a different color. I need it. You do? I fall into this trap all the time. The newest game comes out. Oh, I need it. That'll make me happy. I play for 10 hours and I'm done. What's next? Right? The newest car, the newest thing. We need to cap off our wants and understand our needs. Third, Confront your treasures and declutter your soul. Confront your treasures and declutter your soul. Look carefully at the 
possessions and treasures you have. Um, now, this is, this is important because a lot of times when we look at wants and needs, when you say, oh, I don't need this, so I'll give it away. No, no, see, God doesn't love to just take all what you don't need. Sometimes there's a lot of things that we think we need and we don't need. My, I wish I had a picture of it, but my closet recently was pretty full. And I just decided, you know what, I don't need this stuff. But I really did need it. This was stuff that I needed. I really believed I needed this. Because I don't have a lot of clothes. But you know what, I got rid of this stuff and you know what, there's no danger of nakedness. I'm still clothed. I'm still clothed. I haven't worn these for six months. Oh, they're great shoes. I wanted them. I need these. Oh, wait. Do I really need these? I needed to confront my stuff, my collection. I mean, these are good pants. I, I, I mean, I, I need these. No. No, I really don't. You, you see? This is the challenge. Because this stuff is cluttering up my life. My soul. How many shoes do we really need? Come on, let's be honest. And and, and all the guys are like, yeah, you tell them. You tell those ladies. You tell those ladies they don't need 873 pairs of shoes. Any guy out there with their wife trying to build a place for their wife's shoes? I'm constantly battling with my wife's shoes. Now, she doesn't have a ton. I I don't want to come down on her, but she doesn't have a ton, but she's got way more than I do. I'm like, how do you need this many shoes? Man, but guys, you're not off the hook. How many tools do you really need? Oh, can I get an amen, ladies? How many tools do you really need? How about fishing poles? How many fishing poles do you really need? Now, Neil's like, oh, no, you didn't go there. Neil's our consummate fisherman. You did not go there. Yes, I did. This is the thing. Let me just say... Let me just say, I get this, because I didn't have a drill for the longest time. I looked the other day and I had four drills. What do I need four drills for? Well, just in case this one, right? I mean, how many watches do you need? You've got a cell phone. Do you not trust the watch you have right now? i got to get the other watch, because I trust that one. But then if that one breaks, then I trust that one. No! What do we need all this stuff for? Confront it. Declutter. My father's house, they need stuff. The Blessing Center. There's people in there. My wife worked in the the clothing department and they're all out of men's stuff. I mean, they just got no men's stuff. And I'm thinking, how many, if if every Christian got together and simplified their life, decluttered what they had, because they don't need it, really, we don't need it. There's no danger of nakedness, people. Let me just say it again. You're going to be fine. And you gave it. They'd be so full, they wouldn't know what to do with it. That's it. This is the fourth thing. Call upon Jesus and clasp hold of Him more than anything else. You see, God not only comes down, shows us the love He has for us, but then He grabs us and says, follow me. And you know what? The the, the tighter you hold on to me, the more I'm going to show you that you don't need everything else. I think of Peter as he walked out on the water, right? He, he, he was definitely in uncomfortable territory. And he called out, Jesus, we need to do that. And see, we're in a sea of stuff. We don't need all the stuff. And we rely on the stuff, don't we? 
We rely on the food in our pantry instead of God. See, the temptation of Israel as they were in the desert was to rely on the manna that fell, but to grab it and collect it and hoard it. And Jesus, or God, was very much so saying, you do that, it's going to turn to maggots. It's going to turn to death. And it's going to stink. And that's what it did. And they learned really quick, oh, I have to trust God every day. Yes. And can I just say, a lot of us, we keep these boxes so we don't have to trust God. And, and I'm guilty. And I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. Please. That's not my goal. There's no con- condemnation. I just, I just believe if God's really meeting us, then he's convicting us. And he's saying, hey, follow me. And I think every single one of us could love others more. We say we love God. Let's act and show that we love others. God loves us so much. I love Romans 8.32. God gave us Jesus as the single greatest act of generosity ever. Romans 8.32 says this, Since he did not spare even his son, own son, his one and only son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Today, just so you get it. See, I told you, it's about boxes and bags. I got bags. In the back. We got enough bags for everybody. What I'd love for you to do is go home, declutter your soul, declutter your closet, declutter your tools, declutter your life. Cling to Jesus. Clasp on to Him. Take your stuff. Put it in the bag. And then bring it here next week. Can we just fill up the, the, the foyer t- next week. Is that a plan that sounds good? I think it sounds good. You know why? Because people need it. And God wants us to, to use the weapons of generosity and worship the King. Amen? Let's pray. M- my goal is that you would start and you would do this. See, don't just go home and grab the tear- torn shirt or the shirt from, from your work picnic party eight years ago that you only use when you're painting. <laughs> but grab that stuff that you really think you need. See, there's stuff, I didn't say it, but in my other box that I really care for, there's some stuff in there that's worth something. I think the greatest thing, the tragedy that can happen to me when I die is that stuff's still there. My goal is to eventually give that away. I want to give it away. We need to give it away. We need to be generous. So please, confess your struggles with your treasures. Cap off your wants and understand your needs. Confront your collections and declutter your soul and then call upon Jesus who gave up everything for you. Father, we thank you. You are so good. You're so good. You're the lover of our soul. You gave us your one and only son. He didn't consider equality with you to be something to be grasped at, to possess, but he generously gave away his life for us. Lord, I just pray that as believers, as as ones that say we love you, we also want to be people that are generous and say we love others. 
and show it. See, the beauty of the talents, it's not how much we have. There are some with ten, but there are some with one. It's what we do with it. Some of us have three shirts and only need two. Some of us have thirty. And we only need three. So Lord, help us not to bury what you've given to us, but to give it away. As we learn to be good, a plus, generous, and not possessive. Lord, I just pray that if there's anybody here that doesn't know how generous you are, has never really met your one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we have people that want to stick, that are sticking around afterwards that are going to pray. We got prayer warriors. We got a prayer team that would love to pray for them. And Lord, if there's just people here that are followers of you, but they're struggling with their stuff, Lord, they would also talk to these prayer warriors and we would pray. And we would open our hands. And we would look at your open hands that have holes in them. And we would follow you as we grab them with our open hands. We love you and we thank you. And we give everything to you now in Jesus' name. Amen.